Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. You debut a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could surprise me to a trip to Idaho. Tell me that we're going to pick potatoes all day. <laughs> and then leave me there and say, you're a stupid potato bitch. My guest today <laughs> is an actor who plays the first and only black Chippendales dancer. Oh my God, I just hit my mic. And the biodrama. Welcome to Chippendales, now streaming on Hulu. It's Quentin Blair. <laughs> I honestly have no idea how I can follow that introduction, but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Quentin, it was maybe the worst I've ever done. <laughs> Just stumbling oh. around. <laughs> I was starting off strong. Quentin, so I assume you dance? Uh, well, I did. Yeah, I did in the show. I definitely did not before. I'm not a dancer. Oh. I'm not a professional. No, no. I had to train for two months, you know, for this. Yeah, five days a week, Dang. hours every day, oh. like really getting it. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Yeah, Since the show has come out, have people slid into your DMs being like, yum, 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 get into my tum-tum. <laughs> I, I have <laughs> I had a few people slide in. The main question is like, oh, what do I got to do to get a private dance? And I'm like, you got to, you know, you got to go to your uh, your couch and, and watch Hulu. I'm not giving out <laughs> private dance. You get out of here. <laughs> wait, so you're just like, wait, are you single? Are you married? Are you engaged? I am very, very unfortunately single. Like, oh. very single. Yeah. Okay. So, like, what are you looking for? You know, I'm looking for the real thing. You know, I come from a family. My parents got married, I think, when they were 21, 22. Been married for 35 years now. Going on Damn. 30. Actually, no, they hit 36. So, they got married in 1980. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot do the math. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a while a ago. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, you know, it was... A great, great house to grow up in. I saw it done the right way. My grandparents were 50 plus years until my grandfather died. And then I love wow. the stat. My great grandparents were, until my great grandmother passed, the longest active marriage in the state of Florida. And you know, people go to Florida to retire. So, uh -huh. yeah, like 75 plus years. So, Damn. yeah, yeah. So, that, like, that's what's in me. And, and I'm sitting here, you know, I'm like, all right, when's she gonna show up? You know? <laughs> that's so, I can't. Um, like even fathom being married for that long like my grandpa's 94 and was married for so long and yeah. i was like what is your life like 
Like you wake up with the same bitch every. I'm just kidding, not bitch. It's my grandmother. It's like you wake up with the same lady every day. It's just so wild to me. But I also, I think, want that. I think I want to be with someone for a long time. Yeah. Someone who's like my best friend. Yeah, exactly. Do all the things you like to do with all that. So. Yeah, but also I want like my own life. Do you know what I mean? I get that. Some people are just like together, together. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I can't be codependent. Like I need my own space. I need my own time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, and I think that's part of the reason why I'm still, you know what I'm saying? Sitting where I'm sitting because I'm, Mm -hmm. I think I'm a very particular individual uh and be, yeah what yeah. kind of particularities do you have i don't know i mean i think i don't want to say moody necessarily but just like you know like i need my own space sometimes and i don't know how great i am at communicating that mm. you know so but i'm working on it i am working on it. i'm working on myself are you in therapy no no i'm not i've got i've got a really really great group of friends and like mm, okay. family so i've never been a person that's been scared to like you know just go to somebody close to me who really knows me to just have mm-hmm. conversation about real stuff um and so like i can go nice. to my parents for anything and like i said my friends are really close like one of my close friends just you know got through about with cancer and all of us were on him the whole time mm-hmm. you know and so i've got people that support me whether it's you know paid to or not Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking, I was like, if you're in therapy, that could be a thing to work on with your therapist about yeah, how to yeah. communicate, mm-hmm. uh, like, what you need from your partner or whatever. But if you got friends, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something I got to work on. Maybe I could, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If you're like good at opening up to friends, I think that's nice. I'm not. I'm like, oh Mm. boy, I cannot burden a friend with this problem. (laughs) I shan't. I must burden the woman I pay too much money. (laughs) (laughs) But at least you have somebody to burden it to. At least you're not just, you know, do it yourself. Um, Here's a question. So, okay, I know that you played football in college. Yes, yes, I did. So what was harder, like getting in shape to play football or mm-hmm. getting in shape to play a Chippendales dancer and which got you more bootay? Okay. <laughs> the, um, the football or the dancer? Yeah, so I wasn't that great at football in college compared to who I was playing against. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I had, like we had some dudes at our school. Um, but, you know, because it was like a, it was like a lifelong thing. You know, I had, I had mm-hmm. done all the high school getting ready for it. So... I guess I'd have to say it was harder to get in football. Sh- yeah, yeah, it was hard to get in football shape. I mean, I spent two <laughs> months dancing. But dancing is extremely hard. And it's so specific and it's so calculated. And, and then it's also graceful and beautiful. So if you're in your head, you still look bad. It was mm-hmm. it was tough. Um, now, which got me more action. I will say I actually was like going, you know, in the college, I had not, you know, I hadn't had sex yet. I was a virgin. So I'd have to say that the dancing has done me better, you know, <laughs> considering <laughs> the football kind of, all the football okay. did was get me to a school. So, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that dancing, like dancing, which is, you know, I think dancing's like a real talent. Football is a talent. Yeah. But like definitely. dancing's like, ooh, wow, he has a rhythm. Oh my God. I have no rhythm. <laughs> yeah. And see, that's the thing. I I do have rhythm. And you know, I, I go to a family reunion, I can do what I do. But I think it, it was just it's just different. It's just like a different level to just be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm jigging, I'm doing the little dances that people do or I see on TikTok, and then like doing a real choreographed routine. And oh, by the way take your clothes off in the middle of it for (laughs) hundreds of screaming women and you've never done this before. Wait, that must have been an incredible experience. It really was. And you know what? I was so nervous before my first day. I, Mm -hmm. you know, because I had done all this training, I had done all this practice. I got to a point where I felt pretty confident about what I was doing as far as the dancing. But I had not done it in front of people. And I definitely hadn't done it in front of, you know, women that were there to watch Screaming it. Screaming. Exactly. And like, I want it! <laughs> yeah. So I was so nervous. But then the first day, like literally the music comes on, I start doing a little finger snap. And I start doing a little, you know, hip roll. People start getting louder and louder and louder. And then by the time I'm fully into it, like they were losing their minds. And now they're paid background. So, you know, they're doing uh-huh. their job. But it really did feel genuine. It felt like I was doing it, it myself a little bit. Because sometimes 
like the other yesterday actually uh before we wrapped one of the background actors was like boy you make me laugh <laughs> and it's a scene where like you know people react and they're like laughing or whatever and she was like i was genuinely laughing at you you're yeah. really funny and i was like oh thank you so much so i think they were genuinely enjoying it so i think they were getting hyped and they were like we like this <laughs> <laughs> they really were and and you know and so going through it i i actually i got to the point where i'm like oh man stripping is like it's empowering like it was mm-hmm. really empowering to me and I felt a different level of confidence and different levels specifically of sexual confidence that I hadn't felt before. You know, it, it kind of, uh-huh. I don't know, it just altered some things the way I felt about myself. Like when I was about to go be Otis in the middle of the stage, like I was just like, yeah, that dude's about to show up. Like, let's go, mm-hmm. you know, and then I kind of took that into my real life with me. I love that. I pole dance a little, not good at it, but mm-hmm. something I enjoy. And I started doing it because I love strippers. I think they're incredible. Yeah. Um, and I also think stripping is very similar to acting because you're using your body the way you look to be like, yes. do you like it? And then same thing with acting is like, do you like it? It's just, a, I think <laughs> acting is slightly more desperate than stripping too. Nah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please it really love is. me. Please. <laughs> please, please cast me. Please love. I just want to call back up, please. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um. But I yeah. I started pole dancing, and then I very quickly was like, oh, I don't find myself sexy. I think I'm cute mm. and pretty, but I think I'm too goofy to be sexy. So I I try to work on being sexy. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. You know, it was so interesting. I had that same thing, and I was going through with my dance instructor, and he was like. Look, I think there was some there was a Magic Mike series happening at the time, like an actual, mm-hmm. yeah, to be a Magic Mike, like a, a reality show type of thing. Yeah. And apparently he kept telling me, he was watching it, and he kept telling me about this guy who was really good, so good at the dancing tech, but he just didn't have the essence or the sexiness or whatever. And he was saying, like, that's you. You need to find that. And in a way, I think I just kind of, when it actually came to the day, changed it, because I am. I'm like, I'm just a goofy, goofier, happier mm-hmm person i think like the sexy thing is not really something i've ever really brought to the table i'm not the brooding the rock type of guy (laughs) (laughs) you know um but i just had to find it for me and then i found that like you know once i started smiling and laughing and being myself and just having a good time it kind of worked for everybody else too so it was like uh maybe i'm just sexy just being myself hey which is a wild thing to discover. Be like, oh, just this? Yo, this is sexy? <laughs> yeah, this old All thing. right. <laughs> um, okay. Here's a question. So you grew up in the... No. You're... Wait. You went to the Bahamas with your family last summer. Yes, 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 yes. Actually, this... um, Yeah, yeah. This past summer, 2022. What did you guys do in the Bahamas? I'm going soon. Really? <laughs> this is okay. Just a personal question. So <laughs> just I a can personal question. Wow. Know what I could do on vacation? Yeah. Okay. So when we went, I think first we stayed at uh. Well, we didn't stay. We stayed at one of the places that Atlantis. Um, uh huh. You know, so we could do all the Atlantis stuff. And I'm telling you, you can you can bust two three days out just at Atlantis and all the stuff that they've got there. You know, they've got the water park there. The beaches are just beautiful the the water is so clear you can see through the bottom i hadn't been in the ocean in probably a decade and it was you know by choice because of sharks and stuff and so like this i could just see the bottom so i went back in the ocean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then once you actually go in the town there's stuff it's like you know one of the pirate cities so we did a lot of the pirate you know um not excursions but you know looked at the pirate yeah. museum and stuff like that and it was really great and it was just uh, top gun came out at the same time and they've got this just gigantic IMAX theater there. It was a perfect place to see Top Gun. Um, yeah, it was just really a great trip. And honestly, anytime I'm with my entire family, I have the best time. Did you swim with the pigs? We did it. That was the one thing. My mom was like, I'm not swimming with no damn pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. I think my sister wanted to. Mom shut that down real quick. No, I get it. Uh, but but yeah, also, but was... they're just so cute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The pictures look great. I like the pictures are worth it. What is the worst date? We'll get back to dating. What's the worst date you've been on? Okay, so I'm probably telling on myself a little bit. Okay, so back in Atlanta, you know, um, where I grew up, I went on this one, I can't even call it went on a date. We've been talking for a while, so it was like late at night, probably a little too late. 
than it should, <laughs> a little bit later than it should have been for a first hangout. But anyway, so I end up I go over this young woman's place, and I get there, and we you know just gonna watch a movie, talk, chill, whatever. I get there, and there's first of all like there's nowhere to sit mm-hmm. in in the place. Like wait. She, she, what do you mean? She didn't have no chairs? She didn't have a chairs, no couch, nothing. I'm like, oh, did you just move in? I'm like, no, I've been here eight months. I was like, okay. What? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, that's fine. So, you know, she does have a bed. That's she, fine. Yeah, I mean, that's I a guess. red flag. <laughs> you know what? Go to the Salvation Army and get yourself a $10 chair. Two, yeah. $20. Get a chair. I should have known there, but unfortunately it gets worse. So, you know, <laughs> I, I go to the, the showers and there's like no shower curtain no and i'm like what's what's happening she here raw dog in the shower i guess the water I'm, sloshing <laughs> yeah <laughs> luckily i didn't need to take a shower so i'm like okay not gonna worry about that so we get back to her bed room and i'm looking and she's got a, a trampoline a personal trampoline <laughs> in the bedroom you know like it's 1980s and that's how she's gonna work out but uh-huh. there were just clothes piled on it like, I guess this was her laundry, you know? Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I get to the bed, and I'm sitting on the bed, and there's just sticks all over the bed from the outside. Ooh. Yeah, so, like, she had a dog. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. all right. And so the dog keeps, like, coming up to me. It's like one of those little dogs. I don't even know what type it was. And she was just very weird about the dog. She's like, oh, she likes you. She wants you to be her boyfriend. I'm like, it's a fucking dog. Like, stop. It was like, get out of here. Uh-huh. And then we were watching the movie 13, which I personally love that movie. I think it's, it's an incredible movie. It's a very movie. good movie. Very incredible. Evan Rachel Wood, Nikki Reed. Exactly. It's great. Great. But so in watching it, she's telling me like, oh, yeah, I love this movie so much. I'm like, yeah, yeah, me too. It's a great movie. She's like, it inspired me to do drugs. I was like, okay. <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> and I think she saw my face, you know, quickly change. And she was like, oh, don't worry, none of the hard ones. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So then she goes on to tell me about it, what the drug she's taken, has taken, you know, growing up. And heroin hits the list. And I was okay. like, heroin's not one of the hard ones? I, <laughs> I thought that was, you know, I thought that the was hardest. the go-to, the hard one. Uh, but yeah, but then she told me stories about where she was from, and it was like a two-week period where like 20 kids her age had died of overdose of meth. And I was like, oh, I guess <gasps> meth is the hard one. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, you know, we finished the movie, and I, I promptly left. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, I need to start making better life decisions. Yeah, it sounds like she was truly an act of use. No, <laughs> no furniture. Uh, you you want to be my dog's boyfriend and lots yeah, of sticks? Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And I'm not laughing at drug use, but that is a wild thing to walk into. Yeah, it was. Especially, I just wasn't. I had none of those red flags that popped up in the conversations. Uh-huh. Like, I was, I just, I felt like I got bombarded. I got caught off guard. It was not prepared. Dang. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Do you have better luck, like, talking to people in person or on like apps and shit. I will I will say the the three relationships that I consider had the longest potential. Like right now mm-hmm. they didn't go the longest. But the people that I thought, you know, that I probably fell for the hardest and it made the most sense, um they were all in person. You know, I met them mm-hmm. either, you know, one was college and then a few were acting uh people that I ran into. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I with the apps, I think a lot of people, I don't know if it's looked down on the apps or think differently about the apps. And I'm like, you know, it's the same people that you might run into in real life just using yeah. their phone for something else. So I don't I don't look any different type of way at the app. You know, I, if I meet someone on there, great. You know, I'm like, it's hard enough to meet somebody. Give, give me everything. Give me every every opportunity to help. Yeah. I'm on board. I agree. Yeah, I think it's just like people are like, yeah, I don't want to say that we met on Tinder or whatever. It's like, it's 2022. (laughs) You're either meeting on an app through a friend or just randomly in person. Those are the three options. (laughs) Um, Or you had an arranged marriage and, you know, that's fun, too. Yeah. Um, I went to a bar 
this week. I think it was Tuesday or okay. Wednesday or whatever. I won't say what the bar was. No, Club TG in Atwater Village. And mm-hmm. I was like, there was a lot of people there. And I was like, okay, it's time to flirt. <laughs> Let's flirt. And then I was like, how do I know they're single? What do I say? Just like, yeah. oh. And then I was like, ah, shut it down. I don't know how to flirt in person anymore. <laughs> it's been like two years since I've like hit on someone in public. So I literally don't know what to say to them. And then the bartender, this short-haired monster lady, okay. I was waiting like 10 minutes for a drink. And my white little blonde friend went outside. She came back inside. She sat down. And then she went to her first. It was like, what do you want? And then she like, I was like, actually, can I have a vodka soda? She was like, sure. She turned around. I was like, I cannot believe she came to you first. <laughs> and then that lady turned around. And she was like, you have to wait at a bar. And she yelled at me. That short-haired monster bitch at Club TG yelled at me and told me that sometimes you have to wait for a drink and what? i said ma'am you have implicit bias because i was the only black person at that fucking bar and then my friend who sat down next to me literally was there for a hot second before she was served and then we moved tables and then my other friend went up to get a drink and got a drink in like 60 seconds not Jeez. even and i was like yeah i'm right i'm right these people yeah. have like and i also was dressed like garbage so like <laughs> i half get it nah nah but also that. nah don't? nah I was so mad. <laughs> so I was like, not only did I not find any dick, I was racially profiled. <laughs> I was racially profiled. this Tuesday uh, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nice innocent day. It's the day after Monday. <laughs> um, I don't know how to flirt in person anymore. So, okay, say you're at a bar. You're sitting there. Your friend goes to the restroom. You're uh-huh. open. The, you're, the, the target's open. Yeah. What do you want someone to come up to you and say that's going to, like, entice oh, you? Oh, wow. Literally anything. Because I <laughs> am terrible at approaching. I am the worst. So, it's so funny. Like, my group chat, they all, and, you know, it's not actors it's all guys i went to college with you know played sports with and stuff they all gas us for different reasons or whatever and mm-hmm. and they all like oh yeah kill you know you got this you got them all xyz and i'm like look adam who lived with me went to college he knows when we go out he's like that guy he's the way man mm-hmm. he can go pick up anybody and then once they now know us and talk to us then i come alive then my personality is mm. all there and i'm fun but like on the approach, no, no, I, and I'm also very introverted. So I'll be at a club and I'll just be like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm being a young person. I'm out. I'm <laughs> enjoying people. And I won't talk to a single person and be fine. Like I'm good. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, literally just say anything. But if you do the whole like, oh, I'm going to get real close to him and he'll say something. Nope. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. Promise okay. you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he'll look at you and be like, oh, well, my space by myself is no longer by myself. Guess I got to go somewhere else now. I have a friend who's so tall and so handsome, and we were at a party once, and he was standing at the bar, and a group of us were talking, and I watched him fake trip in front of a woman and go, oh my God, uh, wow, I'm so sorry. I-, I can't believe I bumped into you like that. And she fell for it, and they <laughs> talked for so long, and I was like, that would never work for me. I'm sure whoever I fake tripped in front of would be like, you stupid bitch, learn how to walk. I couldn't believe it. I was like, <laughs> I wish I had, like, any sort of game. I don't. It's yeah, so hard. The exact same. Like, I see people like that that it really just works for, you know, in mm-hmm. that they have all the confidence, they have all the swag, and they can pull something like that off. And uh, I'm envious. I'm always envious. Like, when I see the movies about the guy and he's like, you know, the a-hole whatever guy in high school, he could approach anybody. He was the star player. I'm just like, oh, what it is to be that guy. <laughs> what is that like? I no, wish what's I. What's that like? I was like, I wish I could dip in. <laughs> yeah. The nerdy guy studying it, like when I hit twenty five, <laughs> they'll regret. And I hit twenty five. When I hit thirty, they'll regret. <laughs> Just keep on going up. At some point, maybe. <laughs> okay, real quick, we gotta take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talked to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors. 
big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bebop, boobop, we're back. Okay, Quinn, I have a, I have a, uh, a query. Um, right. So you play the first and only black Chippendales dancer. Yes. Now they have black ones, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely now. That would be really messed up if they still didn't. Yeah, because I did, I shot something with the Chippendales boys years ago. Okay. And I was like, there was definitely a black one there. Yeah, for sure. And gotta say, those boys were very sweet, but some... Very dumb. Um, <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> very, very dumb. Would you say things that I was like, what? That can't be a thought in your head. But um, so I haven't watched the show yet. It is okay. on my list because I yes. do love stripping and <laughs> I love men. But um, <laughs> what were some of the things that the first and only black Chippendales dancer had to go through? Being yeah. with, like all white other dancers. And see, and that's that's really what it was. That's that's actually one of the real reasons I was very excited about the role and drawn to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because it's also it's in the like I think we start in about 1979 and go through the 80s. You know, he becomes the most popular dancer at the club. Oh, right? okay. And uh, and because it's you know the the owner is having some segregation practices, he doesn't really let black people into the club. So it's not just all white dancers in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not just all white dancers. It's okay. you know all white women in the clubs as well. All white oh, everything. Shit. So he's you know the only black person in this entire excuse me, Lord Jesus situation. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Lord Jesus. Oh, we get into it. <laughs> yeah, racism makes me gassy too. Don't yeah, worry. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> racism makes me burn. Um, but yeah, so, you know, so going through all of that, I think the thing for me that I really wanted to to make sure I was very intentional about was that to be desired, it's not a bad thing, and it feels good to have mm-hmm. people want you. But knowing that it was because I was being fetishized for my black body from this guttural place of truly discrimination, mm-hmm. I knew that gutturally it would feel wrong. And I wanted to be able to kind of have those two opposite feelings going at each other and, and, you know, the conflict inside to be able to play. So, yeah, you know, I think the thing is, you know, uh, Chippendales is started by a um, 
an Indian immigrant uh, mm-hmm. named Steve Banerjee. And so their original connection, Otis and Steve, is one, they're very close. Like he takes him under his wing. Steve takes, you know, Otis under his wing. They become really close friends because they're both people of color in this environment. And then, you know, as it goes forth, basically when the club starts to blow up, the calendars start getting huge. Otis is not put in the calendars because Mm. we can only sell to America with these white faces. And so after going through all the segregation, all the discrimination that he was, you know, inside the club from the white people, the one person that he thought was his confidant and close friend who was also a brown person um, does the same things to him. And, and, you know, Otis being an an ambitious person himself, you know, that kind of hits to a head and... You know, you got to watch the show for how it all plays out. Wait, <laughs> you set the stage. Now I'm even more <laughs> excited because that's it's really interesting to me when another brown person yes. kind of doesn't raise up another brown person, instead takes the side of the the white patriarchal supremacy mm-hmm. and for, to like aid themselves, you know, yes. like a little Uncle Tom like. It's really interesting to me because you do have a choice and it, and. I don't blame people who do that. I'm not like, oh, you're a piece of shit. It's like, no, it's survival. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, you know, it's one way to survive. Another way is to be like, well, no, I'll just create room at the table and bring everybody up. It's it's a very interesting thing that goes on in your head that white people don't ever have to think about. Yeah. It's like, even though that white patriarchal, you know, pyramid, mm-hmm. even though it is set up, and if you're, even if you're at the top of the pyramid and not, part of that like you know steve Benji is not a white male so should not fall into that mm-hmm. but still because that is set up as you know how things go you still fall into it and and something that could fall outside of it gets put into it because that's how he in his mind saw success so yeah it's very interesting you know i think it touches on uh, a lot of those uh type of conflicts and those type of issues on top of just the you know sexual and cultural revolution and, and, and mm-hmm. that that moment was for Chippendales and everything and that time period too. If things stopped working out as an actor, do you think you would use your dancing and stripping skills to just strip? <laughs> I don't think so. I am, see. I am <laughs> not an exhibitionist. I am shy. Uh, I feel like there are other ways I could find to make money. Sure. Um, I'm like I'm great with sports. I can sports cast my my behind uh-huh. off and keep <laughs> my pants on my behind at the same time. So well, I know that growing up you didn't dream of acting. Your initial <laughs> dreams were to play for the NBA or NFL. Yeah, it was. It, you know, and, and and actually my true dream was it was like and I, I was I'm like a very goal-oriented person. I have been since mm-hmm. I was a kid. I'm like, so on my list of things, like if you want to date me, you want someone goal-oriented, I got you. Like I, mm-hmm. I got you. So I I think it was uh when I started playing football and decided like, oh, I really like this, maybe 16, I was like, all right, boom. I want to go to the NFL. I want to get sit and play at least six years to get pension. And then oh. I want to start acting. Like that was my plan uh-huh. from jump. Um, and then I got to college and and you know, my first day against Hakeem Nix, who is now a owner of multiple Super Bowls, I found out real quick. I'm not good enough to go to the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Very quickly. I gotta get out of here. I'm not good we, gonna have to, we have to switch up this plan a little bit. Someone give me a script. I'll learn lines. I can't be on the field. <laughs> yeah, because if I gotta stop him, that's not gonna work. So. <laughs> but yeah. That's so funny that that was the plan. Get your pension. Yeah. So wait, does that mean if you don't play six years, like the money just stops? I believe so. Now, I don't know where I was told that six years gets you pension um, Uh because I could be wrong because I haven't really researched it since, like I said, I very quickly found out I wasn't good enough for it. But at some point, someone told me that. And so that was my goal. I was like, boom, play these six years so I know that I lock that in once it's time, you know, retirement, I get the pension Mm -hmm. from that. And then, boom, shift over. And, like, and obviously, if I had been very good, I would have kept playing past the six years. Oh, of course. That was the goal, hit the six. That's so wild to me. I feel like if you step foot on, like, the fucking field, you should get some sort of pension. Because I read somewhere it was, like, two years after retirement, if you don't make it to pension or whatever, most players are, like, broke. Yeah, it's Because no one teaches them what to do with their fucking money. And then you're just not getting paid anymore. It's so rough. Like, I mean, and especially seeing, you know, it up close, what, 
some of the guys got and didn't get as far as help, you know, college-wise. Mm-hmm. It's, it's frustrating. I'm very happy that the NIL stuff switched and they're able to make some money, you know, while they're playing in college. Because, you know, even if you do make the NFL, I think the average amount of time is three years, you know? And it's like, that's yeah, man. Oof. nothing, you know? And, and then you're out. And so, yeah. That's wild. Okay. Here's another question about love and relationships. Let's do you do remember it. your first kiss? I think so. Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> sometimes like I'm, I'm the type of person I'm like, was that really the first kiss? Or did I just attribute it to this person because I wanted mm. them to be in there a better story than the actual first? <laughs> I think this one was my first. And it's actually kind of sad now. It was this, this girl um, that I liked for just so long, all through middle school um and and since she has passed she had sickle cell and you know yeah yeah and i had just the biggest crush on her um and we had just like gone back and forth and just never never happened always close but never actually happened and i think like eighth grade right before i was about to leave to um to go to another high school that wasn't the main high school that she would have been going to Mm -hmm. um i don't know it just worked for like a glorious two weeks and Aww. yeah 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 and so yeah when i found out that she passed it actually kind of affected me it was some years back um but yeah yeah i definitely remember her oh well that's <laughs> sweet i don't yeah, I know, have right? any like sweet stories from high school oh, i was no. very zitty okay and like round and loud and (laughs) I don't think anybody was like ooh that Nicole better be kissing on her (laughs) but I bet now they're sad they didn't kiss no I'm kidding I don't know I I don't talk to anyone I talk to like three people from high school so wait when did you get into your first relationship um man yeah like the first real one I guess I guess there was somebody I kind of dated in high school, like later in high school, maybe like, was it junior year? Yeah, I guess it was junior year. I met her in mm-hmm. a, my best friend's neighborhood. She went to a different school and we dated kind of off and on for that year. We definitely, we went to prom together. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, that's the thing. I really like growing up, I went to a, uh, a Christian, pretty much all white uh, high school in the South. And so, you know, <laughs> being a black male at that school, I wasn't, I wasn't the top of many people's list. Interesting, today. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then also, I was younger in high school. I, I started school up north, so when I came down, because um, oh, of literally, I was like, yeah, we were all younger while <laughs> yeah, we were in know, school. I was younger than everybody else. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. <laughs> so you know that on top of it, and uh, and, and honestly, like to be completely real with you, I just wasn't ready for all that like mentally mm-hmm. i just wasn't there i was just kind of enjoying being a kid and and all that kind of stuff and playing sports um i really didn't get super super interested in it until like college honestly yeah i can't fathom dating in high school i was yeah. like again very round very zitty had a lot of homework was dealing with my fucking <laughs> parents <laughs> like how am i gonna have a boyfriend during that time i don't know i don't think i could do i don't know how people did it yeah i i mean i can't even like you know i'll see these movies or whatever and i love you i was like i couldn't even imagine loving yeah. someone who didn't have my same last name at that point Truly. you know what i mean like I'm, yeah that lives in a different house yeah no <laughs> it's like i love you, you and we don't live to what you go you somewhere else live- here yeah no i mean i was honestly i was like every weekend a basketball or football Mm -hmm. or soccer or at my best friend's house playing pickup bass you know like my my young times were just so much sports and you know in in school kind of whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean yeah yeah, school took up time but did i care about school no i came to school to make friends i think i've said that before but that's my truth (laughs) i did not go to school to learn i came to make friends um so you said you're close with your family i don't know that life but like Does that mean when you date someone, you're like, oh, fuck, you got to come meet my family. I hope they like you. My mom, I hate you. Like, what what goes through your mind when you introduce someone to your family? Well, I have never actually introduced anyone to my family. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really, I'm behind the eight ball. There was someone they met in college, but it was an accidental meet. Like, it was like, (laughs) yeah, I had a spring game and I was dating her and she showed up. And I was like, oh, damn, no, I really don't. But there's no way to get out of. Okay, mm-hmm. and that was it. Like she just met. We didn't go to dinner together. We didn't spend any time. And like okay. my mom knew. My mom was like, Mm-mm, "She's not it." So, um, <laughs> but yeah, but you know, Mm-mm. there's yeah, there's like, I'm not worried about it because I know how good they are. I, I tell people all the time. I'm like, yeah, like they're a bunch. Like I'm just a cherry on top. My family, mm-hmm. like you getting them as your family, that's the real. You know, that's a real win here. Um, and my mom, you know, she, like, we talk all the time, and, and my dad and sister also. But, like, they know people I really am interested in. And, mm-hmm. and you know, if any of those were to ever work out, which is not looking that way, it's not looking likely. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, okay. Would how, would you, how would you do the introduction? Would you wait till, like, Thanksgiving and make, like, a big, like, there she is? <laughs> Well, chances are, because I'm not, like, when I get excited about somebody, I can't hold in it. So mm-hmm. they will have known about them for so long at this point. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And so, like, the, the introduction would literally just be like, oh, finally meeting you. Finally we I meet know you. We've heard so stuff. much about you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's people now that I will probably never date that they know about that I've <laughs> liked for however long. So if that ever were to happen, I'm like, hey, they're finally here. Like, oh, great. Speaking of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I am obsessed with um, Krishan Rock and Blueface. Do you know them? I definitely know I think of they're them. so funny. <laughs> and also, like, in a very toxic way. Like, she on a live threw a chair through a yeah, wall. And it was that. like, you can fix it. <laughs> you yeah. rich. Which is like, that's not the response. But the way she made her mac and cheese. Have you seen that video? I have seen that video as well. It is wild. If you haven't seen the video, she puts noodles in a pan. Mm-hmm. Hot noodles, I assume, puts milk in the same pan, butter in the same pan, the cheese in the same pan, and then uses her fucking hands to just massage it all together. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? Also, her relationship with Blueface is like the most toxic relationship I've ever seen just on video. I'm like... At one point, she was like, I ain't going nowhere. And I was like, yeah. you're threatening this man. <laughs> you could tell she meant it, too. It was just yes. like, it was from like a deep place, like an extra deep vocal. Uh-huh. Like, I ain't going nowhere. Like Batman. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I I look at that and I'm like, oh, who would ever want to be in a relationship like that where... Your partner looks frightened <laughs> as you say, I'm not going nowhere on camera. Yeah. And, you know, I can, I, like, one while 100%, I absolutely see what you're saying, but I can also <laughs> kind of understand, you know, because sometimes, like, I'm my own worst enemy. And my sister mm-hmm. makes fun of me of this all the time. It's like, I'll be good with something. And then, like, and this is past me, some stuff I've worked on, but just, like, mm-hmm. blow it up. Just blow it up. And I think sometimes, like, if the other person would have just been like, I'm not going anywhere, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, thank you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah, now, but do you want to be threatened by a woman missing her one front tooth going, I'm going nowhere. I think, I mean, I think where it would have been for me is the mac and cheese. I'd have been like, nah, you got to go somewhere. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Imagine serving that to people knowing full well what you did. <laughs> I could never give that food to someone and be like, yeah, I mix that with my hands. <laughs> How do you make mac? Do you make mac and cheese? How do you make I, it? I don't make mac and cheese. Um, oh, okay. everyone, everyone around me makes bomb mac and cheese. So I'm like, why okay. would I even? Why, why would I even attempt to do it? Yeah, why, why would I, I try? This? Yeah, it's so good. I will learn at a point. Like I, I feel like I'm one of those necessity Learners, like, I'm really excited mm-hmm. for the opportunity whenever it comes. I'm not yet, but to be a father. And so, like, I already know all those things are going to kick up in me real big once I am. Because, uh, you know, obviously, have to do it for kids. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I want to be a father. I want to foster. I want to adopt. Like, I'm really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. My reason that I've been put on this earth, I feel like. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like once those times come, I'm going to be like, all right, 
you got to pick these dad skills up. Like, what, what's mm-hmm. going to be the food you make? What's going to be, you know, Taco Tuesday. Oh, dad's making taco. You know what I mean? Oh, Get my LeBron James cute. on. Um, <laughs> I went home for, or not home. I went to Chicago for Thanksgiving to visit my family. Okay. And real quick, I just want to tell you, I had a rough time. So I did a show the night before where we did a power hour, which is a shot of beer every minute for an hour. (laughs) And then I did some shots of tequila during the show. And then we went to karaoke after the show, where I drank (laughs) even more after the show. (laughs) And then got home at midnight. It was the drunkest I've been in a long time. Ordered Taco Bell, passed out on my couch, (laughs) woke up and was like, gotta go to sleep. So then I went to sleep. And then at 3.30 in the morning, I was like, got to pack. And then I put four outfits that didn't make sense together. Uh, <laughs> forgot pajamas. Forgot any sort of toiletries that I needed. And then woke up at 4.30, got in an Uber, got on my plane at 6 a.m. And then started drinking vodka sodas. I had six <laughs> vodka sodas. And then I landed in Chicago four hours later. My sister picked me up, got to Thanksgiving dinner, and I said, Oh no, I'm hungover. (laughs) And then my cousin was like, I have wine. So then I started drinking wine and everything was okay. (laughs) And boy, oh boy, did I not feel good after dinner. Um, I don't recommend anybody doing that. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like an incredible 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of highs and a lot of lows. A lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot of fun. You know, a lot of challenges. It was fun. (laughs) But by the end, I was like, I'm not 21 anymore. I can't. What am I doing? I'm almost 52 years old. I don't know how old I am. I'm almost 82 (laughs) years old. I can't be doing this. Quentin, real quick, we got to take another break. Okay, another break. Got it. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. 
And we're back. Wait, how many kids do you want? Eight, 12, two? Well, you know, when I was a kid and I didn't understand what it took to have them, I used to always be like, I want 10, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> then I started to realize, oh, you have to, well, for one, someone has to actually birth them and go through the things that their body would go through. So 10 seems a, a bit much. Um, and then also you have to pay for them. And and yeah, and house them, them and clothe them, house them. them. Yeah, yeah. So you know, now I'm more so down in the four range, but but I am really big on on fostering. I think I think fostering, like adopting, is is very important. But I think fostering is kind of risen mm-hmm. a little bit above that, just because I know whenever you foster a child, that child, teenager, you know, whatever age, needs you right then at that moment. And I just really am, you know attracted to that helping helping a child that needs it right then i think that's wonderful because i don't think people think about fostering and it's like those kids bounce around from maybe like not a great situation to like maybe even worse situation to maybe a good situation it's like and if you could be that good situation maybe that helps them in the long run so i think that's like just really nice and really sweet and i and i think a lot of people that have the heart to do it are um you know pushed away by the fact that like the, the thing about fostering is like you have to at some point potentially um, more than likely give the child back. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you develop this bond, this love, and then to give, you know, a, a child back. I know that's tough. And I know that I think some people might shift from, oh, I want or have the heart or, or the want to foster to adoption because of that. And I think that's kind of why it's risen more in me. I'm like, I just, you know, oh, oh, the most the kid that needs it the most that's that's who i would like to be there for ideally in my you know fantasy life uh but you know we'll kind of see how that all goes yeah there was this family growing up that fostered kids and the mom of the family was like the most fun and then like the kids were just like happy and i was like that's such a nice thing maybe i'll do that but i can't take care of myself let alone somebody <laughs> else who actually needs it too hard no thank you <laughs> I definitely, I definitely get that. Like, I want to wait until, you know, hopefully someone else is there with me, has the same interest and all that. And then, you know, we'll knock that out once, I don't know, once I'm grown up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what is your type? Like, what kind of partner do you think that you want? Like, what are the top five qualities that you want? Five qualities. Okay. Um, You know, I think, I think the main thing is like, you want to just get along with somebody and and, mm-hmm. and vibe and have similar interests somewhat, but not all the same interests. Cause I, I'm the type of person like I can get really comfortable doing the same thing all the time, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's super beneficial for life. Like I want someone that pushes me a little bit and wants mm. me to try new things and wants me to leave my couch. Cause you know, that's, <laughs> you know, that's a, couches are safe. Couches are nice. Couches are so nice, especially mine. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, you know, and obviously funny in, and I, and I think funny is a mutual sense of humor. Like, I don't want to feel bad for some of the jokes I tell. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you tell it and then you get, like, you know, somebody like, oh, well, that's what's wrong with the world. Like, oh, mm-hmm. damn, I was just joking. Like, you don't want to feel that. Um, let me see. Yeah, smart, obviously. I think I think mm-hmm. a similar, uh, since, you know, kids is one of the most important things, a similar idea of how, you know, you want to raise kids. Um, I'm also... A very, as you can tell with our conversation, I'm very into sports in general, mm-hmm. like all of them, you know, using so my. Would they have to know about sports or are you okay teaching as long as they retain? I'm okay teaching and open. I think, I think the big thing is, you know, you, you know, when you, you meet somebody and like you can tell they're open to your mm-hmm. interests, but they're not really as interested. So it's mm-hmm. like you kind of got to enjoy what you like less because you're like, you know, you know what I mean? Because they're uh-huh. not fully there. I don't want that dynamic because it's mm. really, that's been something where a lot of my best familial memories have come, whether it's me playing something, Alexis, who is my sister playing something, all of us going to a game to get, like, that's been something that's really some of our best memories have really come from. Um, and I, you know, I hope to find somebody that I can continue that with, whether they, like, you know, like, my mom was not as much of an athlete, but she just, like, likes to go to live events and likes to support things and stuff. And then, obviously, likes to be around all us, so it worked. 
but yeah, I mean, you know, some of those similar interests and then also somebody who really can push me to find new things because I know there are a lot of mm-hmm. things that I have liked when kind of forced to do them. Um, <laughs> See, yeah. there is something to forcing someone to do something. I was dating someone and I was like, Sonic 2's coming out. Have you seen Sonic 1? They were like, no. And I was like, well, then we have to watch it together. <laughs> and they were like, I have zero desire to see Sonic 2 or Sonic 1. And I was like, oops, it's on the TV. I guess we're watching it. <laughs> I guess we're oh, it's on though. Yeah. And then they fell asleep midway through or maybe 20 minutes in. So I turned it right off, watched something else. And the next time we hung out, we picked up right where we left off. And they That's were like, funny. oh, I don't want to. It took us maybe five days to watch the whole movie. And then when Sonic 2 had been out for like a couple days, and I was like, okay, tonight we're going to go see Sonic 2. And they were like, really, Nicole? And I was like, I don't know if I explained it well enough. I love Sonic. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So on that note, not Sonic. Sonic's cool. But I I am hardcore Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Big time Slytherin. And so. Oh, you yeah. know, a lot of people don't admit to be Slytherin, but there's a lot of Slytherin people out there. So many Slytherin. And that's the thing. We were wrongly, uh, what do you call wrongly portrayed in the movie. Uh-huh. Do yeah. not let Draco Malfoy be the Color only your Slytherin whole you know. With the Slytherin. Exactly. Yes. That's not it. We got a bunch of guys. No, I do personally love Voldemort. But okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's just that's just because I want to play him at some point in life. Like I okay. want to do the biography of of uh, <laughs> Tom Riddle as me, played by me. But anyway, but yeah, so like stuff like that, you know, because there's stuff like that, whether it's whether it's Harry Potter or I do like Lord of the Rings, not to the same extent, stuff like ah, that. You're that a fucking nerd. I really <laughs> am. And it excites something inside of me that I don't uh-huh. really get to show elsewhere and i get to be full out nerdy kid version that i left you Mm -hmm. know the kid that the kid that got bullied growing up that i left him but like that really gets Mm -hmm. excited and love things you know and i don't want that's some of where the happy the happiest parts of me are and so like i need somebody who you don't have to be in it the same much but like i cannot feel made fun of yeah yeah like i want to be able to be myself and not be made to feel negative about you know, some yeah. of the, you know, vulnerable stuff of me growing up. There's other stuff as well. But, um, yeah, yeah. I'm just all yeah, those things. I feel you, you on know? that. Because if yeah. he had not gone to see Sonic 2 with me, I would have been devastated. I would have been like, well, yeah. <laughs> this is not working. <laughs> this, this, is, work. this, this is bad. If you can't sacrifice, <laughs> and I think, what, Sonic 2 was like, what, an hour and 48 minutes? If you can't it's sacrifice that an long. hour and 48 <laughs> minutes, for this ain't going to work, buddy. <laughs> Uh, my friend Natasha's in the movie, and I texted her, and I was like, this might seem like I'm trolling you, but you did such a good job in that movie. And she's like, oh, my God, thank you. She's like, you saw it? I was like, yep, me and a 10-year-old had the best time. We were just laughing real hard. Oh, is that Sonic she's like, 1? you went with a 10-year-old? No, she was in Sonic 2, too. She had a bigger part. She was so good in Sonic 2. Oh, that's right. She was great. And I, I actually, that's right. Yes, yes. She was she, so great yeah. in that. She, really she may have gotten her like, Emmy nomination for White Lotus, but the work of her career was found in Sonic 2. I was straight okay. up, I was just like, why is she eating in Sonic? Like, I remember mm-hmm. watching it with a friend of mine. I was like, yo, she's like for real, for real acting so funny. in Sonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great in White Lotus. I'm actually going through that right now. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. So that's like three attributes that you want for your partner. What are two more? <laughs> Dang, you hit me hard. Okay, all right. Here yep. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now this is, this is what it is. This is what it is. Why won't you date me? We got to get through this. Okay. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. see. Two more attributes that I want. Okay, I did I did say smart. Mm-hmm. So that one as well. Smart, I, into stuff that you're into or at least yeah. willing to come with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, pushes you to do new things. Yes. I do. I do like driven. I love. I love when you know, because I'm very driven myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and and very goal oriented. Like I said, so when the person opposite me matches that and also pushes that, and I think I find it mostly like, you know, when I have set goals, I do think it's important to actually, you know, celebrate your successes or whatever you make or steps along the way. But I always also still want to keep looking forward because I still got somewhere mm-hmm. to go. And so sometimes in the past I've run into like when I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm trying to either get to this or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to hit this weight or body, whatever, whatever it is, like whatever goal I'm trying to hit. So I'm like, oh, you're good. Like you're in a good. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, no, nope. 
That's not no. what I'm looking for. No, nope. you're stagnant. No, yeah, yeah. Like you can absolutely say you're good and and appreciate those things while still, hey, we still got somewhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's definitely something. And and I also do like when I really respect what a partner does and like mm-hmm. they're good at it. It does like you know kind of turns you on a little bit like oh shit like look uh-huh. at them over there you know what i mean look at them doing their shit okay <laughs> exactly exactly okay what's and the last one the last thing i think i like the and it's it's both ways because it can't be too much i like i said i am very introverted so okay. you know i think i like someone who can kind of be that not the face for the family if that makes mm-hmm. sense but kind of be like that bigger personality like when we're out like you know like sometimes yeah just like kind of commanding and like a give and take of like uh being the the person in charge for lack of a better word yeah yeah or just the the space taker like where i can kind of Mm -hmm. be like oh man like she's on stage right now i can kind of just step to the back like i don't Mm -hmm. have to you know be put my what I call like my movie star face on where I'm Mm -hmm. like everybody's biggest friend and I'm an extrovert. Yeah. You want like an extrovert. Yeah. Somewhat. See, that's the thing. You can't be too extroverted because then I don't think I would be enough for them. And then we get to the point like, damn, we always got to go out. I am tired. (laughs) My couch, my safe couch. (laughs) I went back. I ain't seen my couch in like at least 24 hours. So (laughs) I got to revisit. (laughs) (laughs) I got to see if my couch is okay. Exactly. Very interesting. You didn't say anything about looks, so I guess you looks don't matter. You're looking for I a mean, hunchback. Kidding, I'm kidding. I mean, the thing I say about looks, looks is obviously like that's what gets you in the door. Like if you're not, you know, if we're not attracted to each other, then like we're not even mm-hmm. in the same building. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to get started. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't like to mention it when I'm going over everything because I'm I feel like kidding. <laughs> you would seem to... so shallow if you did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't win what either way if you don't mention it. She gotta be tall. She gotta be fine. She gotta be big. Two else. Big butt. Yeah, yeah, that's five, right? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're coming to an end, but Mm -hmm. you are also single. I'm single, but do you have, like, any advice for me? Okay, Mm. so I think the advice you said before was, like, just say anything to a person to hit on them. Yeah, if you walk up, just, like, just literally say anything. I mean, I think, because... I don't know. Like, I don't need a line. If someone does come with a line, I'm going to laugh at it. But, like, mm-hmm. anything of any kind of interest. Like, actually, even a high, I could probably go something with that. But if there's any <laughs> any kind of, like, high and then topic to expound on, boom. Mm-hmm. Like, the right person, the right witty person is going to turn that into whatever it needs to turn into. That's okay. That's what I'd hope, at least. All right, so the advice is say anything and mm-hmm. be witty. Oh, boy. <laughs> hopefully that works out. Yeah, I'm also single, so, like, feel free to, you know, completely take my advice and just throw it out the window because clearly I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> it's okay. I try everything a little bit. Um, okay, Quentin, I ask all of my guests this. Yes. Actually, I missed it, like, maybe four or five times. I don't know. But would you date me? Of course, you seem great. It was like a really, a really nice conversation. Oh, what a dream. Sometimes people say no, and then I stare at my wall for a little bit and go, okay, Damn. it's just a hypothetical. You yeah, could have lied. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, we didn't, <laughs> I didn't ask you out, buddy. Relax, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I will warn you of this. There will be a lot of people in your DMs after this because all of my male-identifying uh, guests get a lot of dms from the ladies so (laughs) just get ready buckle the fuck up quinn i'll take it i'm reading them i'm reading i'm reading them (laughs) okay quinn is there anything that you want to promote before we get the fuck up out of here okay yes all right so uh, like we talked about welcome to chippendales it's on hulu right now i really think it's good it's interesting and hey it's it's a bunch of men stripping and dancing Mm -hmm. like you gotta watch that and then coming up next March, April-ish, a little while out. Tiny Beautiful Things also will be on April. Uh, it's starring myself, Catherine Hahn, Saren Pigeon, Tanson Crawford. Ooh. It's going to be great. The uh, book by Cheryl Strayed uh, and her dear sugar Cheryl advice Strayed. column. Cheryl is she the one who wrote Wild. Wild? Yes, she is. Yes, she is. She's nice. I, like, did a tour with her once. Okay. Which yeah, sounds yeah. insane. 
Yeah. It was um, yeah. Hello Sunshine and somebody yes. else. That's a production yeah. company. Yeah. So yeah. it's, oh, you know, okay. yeah. yeah, it's Reese Witherspoon and Laura Dern's um, mm-hmm. production company. And yeah, they made some great stuff. I, I really feel happy about that. But I'll also be home, Hulu uh, <laughs> coming out. So yeah, yeah, just, you know, tune in. Well, that's exciting. Quentin, thank you so much for being here. Truly a delight. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Oh, thank you. Okay, if you like this episode of Oh, I Want You to Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to write like a a little ditty hitting on me, a dirty little ditty, I will read it aloud. Don't send dick pics. Mars doesn't like that. She doesn't want to see any body parts, just words. So this person said, we start with your favorite takeout while working on our script. Ugh. Original <laughs> song for the music video we will make. It'll be dirtier than WAP. Your quote unquote costumes will be yummy foods. I will cover you with Jiffy Puff hot fudge and frosting don't worry i'll be careful around your vagina area i don't want you to get a yeast infection (laughs) (laughs) between costume changes i will give you nice neck rubs in the shower once it's edited making sure there's lots of booty shots and pole dancing moves we will rent a movie theater to watch it and share a big bag of popcorn and cocktails well, all right. Your fantasy is making me work for free. <laughs> okay, bye bye. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. March into spring with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered 500 megabits internet for $39.99 per month, plus a $100 gift card and price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with a free modem, free installation, and free Wi-Fi your way home. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and manage user access for all connected devices with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires May 6, 2024. Learn more at breezeline.com.